I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 11 to 1 on LMFM. In a few weeks' time, little ones around the country will be getting ready for a very big milestone as they put on the uniform, pack the bag and head off for big school. It's a huge milestone in every child's life and as parents we worry if they'll settle in okay, will they make friends and most importantly we worry if we've prepared them enough for the big day on September 1st. Well, help us at hand because Laura Erskine from The Parenting Experts is here with lots of great advice for preparing little ones for big school. How are you doing, Laura? Hello, good afternoon. Now, it's a big milestone, Laura. We've won in our house. My youngest heads off on August 27th. I'm not ready, never mind him. It's it's a milestone for parents as well, isn't it? It really is. And it's difficult because you're entering this big new phase of their their life and you can't you can't really hold their hand all the way into the classroom what with the covid pandemic restrictions so handing over your child in the lena in the yard to the, their new teacher not being able to go into the classroom and settle them into their desk see where they're sitting and um, it can definitely be difficult for both parent and child um, to, to kind of uh, navigate that. But I suppose our par- our kids are going to take the, the cues from their parents. So it's really important that you don't let on um, if you're feeling anxious or upset or emotional on the day or even in the build up to the day that you're full of confidence, that you're bright, you're excited about it. But don't give too much emphasis um, around back to school being this massive deal because that that too can be also overwhelming for a child. Yeah, so what kind of conversations should we be having? Because, you know, in our house, he finished Montessori in July. We've been discussing big school. We have the uniform. It's hanging up. He sees it. Uh, the bag is there with the bits and pieces and everything else. What kind of discussions should we be having with them at this stage? Uh, uh, probably not too many because we're still quite a few weeks out. Um so not talking about it every day because then it's because you're building it up almost like Christmas into this being this huge day that on the morning off they might become so overwhelmed that they don't want to go in. So talking about it in a very casual way, um, referencing it um, for sure when you're talking with grandparents, you know, about how we're, we're going back and how we have the school back, but not making a huge deal about it. Talking about more the friends they're going to meet 
and the new friends they're going to make and talking about maybe referencing the teacher's name if you know what the teacher, you know, which teacher they're going to have um, and talking about what you're going to do with them after the, the first day of school is over. What special thing you're going to do to mark the day? Are you going to go and have a nice coffee? Who's bringing them to school? Who's collecting them? That kind of thing. And then making sure that they're set up practically for the day of school in terms of being able to open and close their school bag um, that they know that uh, the ringing of the bell marks little break and big break and what might happen on those occasions. You might even sit down with the teddy bears or the superheroes and do a mock school day with them in a little bit of, of play, imaginary play, where you're actually opening the school lunch, ask them what they would like to be included so they know how to open and close their drink bottles, their sandwich box, the practical things, and then ring that bell so that they know what to expect. That is a great one. And actually, I was delighted. My son the other day was able to zip up his own coat, uh, which was fantastic. So that's another thing that you could kind of maybe be practicing as well, because obviously the teacher can't, you know, be zipping up and down everyone's coat or whatever. Um, exactly. But, you forget that. You yeah. forget that some children don't know how to put on their coat themselves. I remember being teaching my child to do it by putting it backwards on the floor. And we did this as well. Yeah. Over the head. And, and also to tell them, where you've labelled their clothes, so their jumper particularly. Um, all the children, if you're in a uniform school, are going to have the same uniform. And in September, we're fond of taking off our jumper yep. when it's a little bit warm. So where have you put their name label and how do, can they recognise their own name so that they're sure to pick up the right jumper? Oh, that's a really good one. Now, my son is going to big school without any friends from Montessori at all. They're all going to different schools, which is causing a little bit of anxiety. So is there anything that we can do to help kind of soothe the nerves around this? We have kind of said, you know, look, at, there's going to be lots of new boys and girls that you're going to meet. But I don't know, he's, he's very anxious about going to school without any pals from Montessori. Yes, and you can totally understand that. I guess the emphasis should be about the new friends they're going to make and t- and talk to him about the fact that lots of other children are going to be in exactly the same situation and that even children who do have a pal, they might not be in the same class or they might not be put sitting at the same table. And actually, with COVID, what they do is they change the tables every four to six weeks. So you oh. might have your pod of four to six children, you all sit together, you play together, you get to know each other and then that pod changes and so you move from the red table to the green table to the blue table and you get to know every person in the whole classroom which is great because it means that you get to make friends with all of the pupils in the class and not just the people sitting at your table Um, and I suppose that's what the emphasis is then what what extracurricular activities would he like to do where he might might meet some friends from school and might even meet some of his old friends from Montessori so there's, there's ways to I suppose integrate the old friends with the new friends in those GAA um, after-school activities and, and, and other things that crop up, like swimming lessons that will be starting back in line with the school year and then setting up play dates. But getting to know the other the other mums. Now, I know we're still in a pandemic and people are still a little bit nervous about mixing um, outside of school, particularly with the children not yet being vaccinated. But it might be an opportunity to um, to meet one to meet one or two of the mums um, in the park nearby after school, and you'll find that lots of other parents are looking for that same 
sort of level oh, yes. of connection, um, yeah. especially in that first week of school. Yeah, and do you know, I have brilliant friends that I have met in this exact scenario that are such good friends uh, still now, which is which is great. So um, in terms of COVID, you mentioned a couple of changes there. What changes should we as parents expect? You've mentioned not being able to go into the classroom. Yes, it's highly likely that you won't be allowed to go into the classroom and that's because they're limiting the footfall in schools. So you'll have to bring your child, you'll be given an appointed time um, or usually with junior infants and that's probably why you're heading back so early because you're the first pupils back to the school and so they want to settle those children in without the hordes of other children all joining back into school at the same time. Usually junior infants go back a day or two ahead of everybody else um, and so it's less overwhelming for them. Um, and usually you'll be given an appointed time because they're trying to, um, you know, periodically bring different groups of, of, of the classes in, depending on how many classes there are in your junior infant's year um, and phase that in. So you'll be given a time that you need to bring your child to the Lena in the yard and then you'll you'll say your goodbyes. And it's good practice as sort of a goodbye now nearly yeah. as to what your goodbye is going to be. It could be a high five. It could be a hug and a kiss. And sometimes children who have um, have a little bit of, of issues around separation anxiety. They like to hold on to something from mum. And sometimes it could be something like a moonstone or a, or a, a you know, a, something special that they put in their pocket. It could be a key ring. It could be a favourite superhero that, that you know that maybe you both have the same item and you say, look, I'm going to have this at home. And when I hold on to it, I'll think of you. And when you have it in your pocket, you can think of me. And you'll know that you have the same you're, you're both thinking of each other and you feel some connection. Some parents like to draw a little heart on the inside. I was going to say, you, you told me this kids. before <laughs> and I do this with my son all the time when he was having difficulties going back into creche. We did this and it has worked really, really well because, you know, you have the love heart and he has the love heart and it's got this just little connection. And I, I always tell him, well, it's our little secret kind of thing, you know. So that's a lovely one. It is. It's nice. And and then there is there, you know, there, obviously with COVID, you know, the, the teachers will still be wearing the masks. Thankfully, the children will be more used to that yeah. um, from the Montessori environment. They will be used to their, their previous um, early childhood educators wearing the masks or the, or the visors, whatever it is they were wearing. So that won't be a new thing for them. But they might find it difficult um, maybe to, to put up the hand to say that they need to go to the bathroom. Um, so you know, having a spare pair of pants in the, the school bag and putting them in there and telling your child that they're there just in case there are any little accidents. I suppose we forget that they're still so small at this stage and this is the first time that they need to be responsible for their own, you know, yeah. and putting the hand up and not being scared to do so. Um some of the newer schools have toilets nearly in the classroom, but um, not all ha- have the same facilities. So it, it is a good idea to, to remind your child that, that they can put up their hand and that they will be shown where it is and, and how to find it um, in the same way as, as they know where their, where their lunchbox is and where to hang up their coat. Every child will be taken on a little tour that first week of school and, and the, the teacher will be there to, to hold their hand and to help them. Um, with those aspects of, of starting big school. Okay, so what about the kids who start bawling at the school gate and are pleading with mum and dad not to leave? What can a parent do in this situation? Like, probably just detach yourself from your child and, and sort of leave? Or what would your advice be there? Unfortunately, yes. It, it, as heart um, breaking as that is, you know, 
if your child is having a tantrum or is extremely upset, you know, giving them the the hug and the kiss and walking away is the only thing that you can do. Prolonging um, that separation um, by going back and hugging them for longer actually feeds in more to their anxiety because basically what you're telling them is that it's a, not a safe place. I'll stay mm. with you longer because it's not safe for you to be here. For you to walk away, give a big wave and a big smile and hold back your own tears um, much like the same way you did when you were settling them into Montessori or into creche for the first time. You're, the primary school teacher um, is there. They've dealt with this hundreds of times before and, and the best best way to uh, to get a child to get over this is to distract them and the teacher will do that expertly once she gets them into the classroom um, and gets them into their pods. They'll be doing jigsaws, they'll be doing colouring in uh, and the child will get over it. But the longer you hang around, the harder you make it for them, even though it's kind of counterintuitive. Yeah, that's, a, that's some great advice. Now, we are experiencing in our house a little bit of sleep disruption, you know, uh, as the big day looms. Is this normal? Is this kind of, you know, their way of trying to make sense of what is ahead? Absolutely. You know, with any big change, um, you know, sleep is one of the first indicators that, you know, of their anxiety comes out in their dreams and in fitful sleep and it sort of manifests itself there. So definitely parents should watch out for that. They should also start bringing bedtime back. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, Laura, easier said than done. I know it's so hard. <laughs> bright evenings and try bringing it back even by 10 minutes or five minutes every evening until you're back to a reasonable time. That's for that last week in August. And um, because really, if a well rested child will be much better able to cope emotionally with them um, and academically with uh, with school so that's children of all ages so it is important to to get the bedtime back but you know children who who do have difficulty going to sleep sometimes um a worry um a worry book is is a good way to deal with it so what you do is you keep a little notebook beside their bed they write down or they tell if they're not writing yet they tell their mom what their worries are you write them down um, and you, you then you scrunch up the page and you and you you leave it out for the uh, for the fairies to take away. Yeah, it's a great one. There's, a, there's these great worry monsters as well exactly. that you can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put them into their mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then sometimes some lavender oil on their pillow or a diffuser if you have one. My daughter, she's nine and she's all right. She's anxious about going back in because her whole uh, school has changed the classes around. They've decided that as she goes into fourth class that they're switching them all up. And okay. all the children who've been together for the last number of years are, are going to have a whole new set of friends by switching all three fourth classes up. Um, so she's anxious about that. And she's currently sleeping, cuddling my maternity pillow, which goes the full length of her like it's a human being. Um, so wrapping, wrapping herself around that. So having a big cuddly toy to cuddle is definitely um, a big one that almost feels like a human <laughs> is a good thing for children who are having difficulty sleeping and then there's some lovely um, books um, which which incorporate um, some nice mindfulness exercises which you read with your child as they're as they're preparing for bed uh, and that allows them to do nearly a full body um, relaxation uh, before they go down to sleep. Great advice as always Laura thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you, Sinead. Thanks a million. Laura Erskine, you can find out more tips and advice and everything else, parentingexperts.com. That's where you'll find Laura's website. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.